Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch Season 2 Episode 18. I am Kamwa Hats and joining me is Red Nightmare. Everything is mellow and fine. We're all, hey dudes, we're all fine uh, here. Great, man. Don't worry, man. This episode is a uh, clockwork Nabari, man. It's uh, it's all cool. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. There are no problems. And no, there's nothing it, wrong. It's just the crew eating eating lunch for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like arguing I, about what to get. Like, oh. I I want to do an episode on that for some series. Okay, for never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So we are definitely in. I guess what you would call the back third of uh, season two. Yeah. And this is actually our last standalone episode before, like the big setup for the finale. Yes. So that will be interesting next time, but. For this week, we're going to talk about this episode, which, like I said, is is standalone, but it does have ties back to previous things, possibly future things. I guess we'll see. We don't we don't know at this point. No. Anyway, shall we get into it? Let's. All right. So we start out with Crichton and Chiana coming back to Moya from a planet. Yeah, and they're arguing like, Chiana, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, we got the information on. Dargo's son, he, he's not going to mind how I, how we got it. Uh, yeah, and John says, Chiana, you know, you use her, quote, talents. And he actually, I think he says to her at one point, it's like, Chiana, my little trollop, which is, <laughs> you know, you can you can infer what she's been doing to yeah. get the information. And we know that that's something Chiana has done before. Uh, she, got, she got herself into trouble because if they hadn't shown up in time before those guys got ugly... Yeah, they basically booked it out of there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had to leave Aaron and Rigel behind to cover them. And, uh, oh, because uh, John's pistol wasn't working. He calls her Winona. It's great. Um, I was like, hey, Winona is just a bit on the fridge. She can't help it. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, he's named his pistol. That's nice. Actually, very, I know we've only just got started, but very quick aside, Something I, I didn't even know, but okay, so Winona, Crichton's gun, you know, mm -hmm. it's his, his special gun that he's named. Yeah. Winona was found and named by Crichton during the events of Farscape the Game. Oh! Which is, uh, which oh. was a video game based on the series. It was for PC, it came out in 2002. It was like a third person shooter. Thing it was. I need to play uh, this now. I I don't I I don't know where to find it. If anybody does know where to find it, please let us know. Yes. <laughs> and maybe we'll do a special episode on it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't. I was just looking at the background information, and I did not realize this was even a thing. No, I didn't know either. We need to talk about this because. All right. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll have a discussion after the episode. Yes. <laughs> I have ideas. Yeah. Anyway, so I just thought that was really interesting. It's something I didn't. I I remembered Winona when he mentioned. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But it's like, wait, there was a video game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, he, he says, you know, it's jammed, and they're like, well, no, it's fine. It's, I'll just fix it. And uh, they both think Aaron is going to be mad with them because mm -hmm. you know they left her behind. But uh, Aaron and uh, Rigel come back eventually. And, and they're fine. Aaron apologizes. 
sorry we couldn't help you in time or something like that yeah and and my rude behavior and at first both john and jana like what yeah and then suddenly jana notices that she doesn't that aaron doesn't have a pistol on her she doesn't shower without that thing what's going on <laughs> i love that little bit of dialogue and yeah claudia black's acting like she's completely chilled out a little bit spaced out and very docile i guess Docile is, I think, the best word. She, she's not, like, moving back and forth and having glazy eyes. She's just straight up standing and just, yeah, like you said, docile. Yeah. Says, and John's like, go get Dargo. <laughs> yeah, this isn't right. And uh, Rigel is kind of doing the same thing as well and mm -hmm. says, we have a surprise for you. And guess what the surprise is? Hey, look, it's, uh, it's the Nabari. Uh-oh. And we know that any other Nabari usually means bad news. Yeah, because last time they tried to drag Gianna back. Exactly. I mean, when yeah. we first met her, they were taking her back to their homeworld mm -hmm. for re-education. <laughs> um, and yeah, the Nabari woman appears and she says it's time to go home. And Gianna's like, oh crap, Aaron and Rigel have been mind cleansed. Oh, frell. Run. And Actually, no, she tries to attack. Oh, right, that's, well, run at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> attack them. Run at them. And uh, Aaron holds her back, and John just grabs his gun, holds she, and is like, okay, uh, we get in this standoff, and John fires, and... Uh, it's okay, like, John, it happens to a lot of guys, it's fine. <laughs> i like, damn it, John, you know she's on the fritz, just threaten with it. If they don't yeah. know she's not working... Bluff, you're good at bluffing. I'm just gonna say... They get stunned uh, by their weapon, and that's when we cut the credits. Also, quick note about the Nabari. So far, there's just one uh, woman who we find is named Vala, and yeah. she's actually got like this purplish-blue growth on her face. It looks like a wound or an infection of some kind. Mm -hmm. so... And the other uh, Nabari we meet in the next scene, Milak, he also has different wounds on his face. So they've been in to hell and back, apparently. So yeah, when we do come back uh, from credits, their ship is docking at Moya. Milak and Vala, they've actually, they're specifically looking for Chiana. And, oh, okay, so then we have a scene of Aaron collaring Pilot. And he is not okay with this. He's struggling. At one point, he actually punches Aaron off. She goes flying. And like, one, punching Aaron's pretty heavy. And because they're yeah. pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. And it makes, but it makes sense because he'll never be chained again. Well, yeah, and they, the Nabari do actually say that the mind cleansing that they've used on the others won't work on Pilot. No. So they have to put basically a shock collar onto him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and he's protesting and is very visibly upset and is, yeah. And once it gets on, it sort of like digs into his uh, oh. neck, which, you know, it has, a tube of fluid inside, so it's clearly some sort of injection or something that would go into him. Pilot keeps trying to resist. He starts frothing at the mouth a little bit. He... Yeah, especially once they inject some of that mm. stuff into him to make clear, like, look, you're, uh, you might not be under our mind control, but we can still hurt you. Yeah, you will do what we want. And they give Pilot uh, some coordinates for a nearby Nabari colony and say, take us there. They found out during this conversation that the Nambari were actually attacked by uh, Peacekeeper Vessels. Right. Apparently Scorpius. And Pilot is like, oh, oh, if 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 they're near, we need to starburst. And like, no, 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 no. Starburst <laughs> is random. We'd lose our bearings. 
you're just going to fly in that direction. If yeah. you starburst, you die. Yeah, I think I, I, I do like the pilot is he tries to pull a fast one on the Nabari, but they're like, nope, uh-uh, we ain't falling for that. So at this point, I'm actually impressed at Scorpius. Because the last time we saw a Nabari ship went up against a Peacekeeper vessel, the Zelbinian happened. Yeah. I mean, from what we've seen, the Nabari ship that brought Milak here, certainly, is pretty small. It's like uh, yeah, shuttle kind of size. Yeah, it's smaller, that's true. So it's possible that they, if it would have been like a full assault carrier thing, whatever, then yeah, the Peacekeepers would have got wrecked. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But yeah, it's probably a smaller vessel. But still, I'm, I'm still impressed. Yeah, good job. So, uh, Dargo, Chiana, and Crichton are now in a cell. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chiana's actually chained up. Yeah. They talk about the mind cleansing. You know, I thought that took years. But no, what Vala has done is chemical and mm-hmm. is temporary. And, uh, you know, just going to use it until they get to the next Nabari colony or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't work on Nabari themselves. It only works on other species. Yeah, it only works on aliens. That's why Chiana is the one who's chained up. Mm-hmm. And Crane is like, well, why are they going through so much for you? You know, why do they want you so badly? I think his actual line is, that woman went through the better part of hell to get to you. Mm, yeah, but before she gets a chance to answer, Milak comes in on the other side of the cell and... Uh, sees Chiana. Oh, also, I should point out, everyone else, everyone, including Chiana, has collars on, similar yeah. to Pilot. And so Milak comes in and he sees Chiana. I think this is when he says, does he call, refer to her he, as the sister? The sister, yeah. So already we're like, hey, wait oh, a minute. Okay, so this is related to her brother, Miri. Yep, quite clearly something to do with him. Mm-hmm. Actually, what I like here is that Dargo grabs the guy through the bars by the throat, and as he tries to reach for the two buttons on his head that control the um, the collars, John grabs his hand and like, ha, that's your drawback, you have to touch it. And then Zang comes in, in one of the two scenes she's in in this episode, and she just mm. pushes the buttons. She's also being cleansed, apparently. Yeah, and she's like, you will comply. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm. I guess I'm getting ahead of us myself here, but I'm. Do it. Uh, I'm so disappointed with how they they don't use Zan in this episode. It's, she's in two she's scenes. She's two in this scene and at the very end, she has yeah, one brief appearance, like five seconds. It's a real shame. I'm starting to think the actress wasn't available. I don't know if and it so was because the other shot seems to be in a different room than the other people were in at that point. I don't think it's anything to do with availability. I think it's probably something to do with how much time for all the makeup and. Stuff like Dar- that. Dargo seems to be. be yeah, but you've got to add that on top of everybody else. Yeah, that's right. So I, I don't know. I think also I, I was getting the impression that a few certain scripts with more people in, they don't really know how to use Zan mm-hmm. or where she would fit in. I don't know. I think in this episode, it is, it is a shame. There are a few like Erin doesn't get much time in this episode either, but she has no. more than Zan. I hope we get. Zan in a more central role in upcoming episodes because it's starting to bother me. <laughs> I would have been actually been fine if Zan just takes Eren's role because we know she's yeah, yeah. good at uh, hand-to-hand combat, so that's not a problem. Mm. And Eren's had enough screen time. We could do with an Eren light episode for a week. Yeah, if it means giving Zan some screen time, yeah, sure. Mm. But yeah, it's Claudia Black is easier because she doesn't require that much makeup. Yeah, it could be something like that. I don't know. I mean, Probably we're is. speculating, but it's just we've complained before that Zan 
if somebody gets sidelined in a story, it's, it's almost always Zan. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we see that change. And I'm, you know, I think it will. I think it mm -hmm. will. But we'll see. Anyway, so. As this whole scene happens and they, they get sedated, I think at some point, Gianna also mentions like, well, wait until they rip your eyes out. And like, I thought these people were pacifists. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Mm, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. So we have a quick scene of Aaron looking after Vala, tending to her wounds. And she says, why have you chained Chiana up? You know, I know Chiana, she's not dangerous. Says no. Most dangerous to herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Vala disagrees. And what she says is Chiana jeopardizes their attempts to eliminate violent and aggressive behavior in their society. Apparently. Yeah, so she's a rebel. She I mean, doesn't specifically mention society, and we learn later why that's okay, relevant. Okay, right, sorry, yeah. The point is, at least part of them are trying to eliminate violent and aggressive behavior, and Chiana is a rebel, basically. Yeah, in many ways she is. As Aaron is asking these questions, I'm like, is Aaron, despite being mellowed by the, the drugs, still in there trying to piece something together? I think so. I think so. I think, I mean, what it does is it removes violent urges and makes them more uh, compliant, but don't completely lose themselves, I think. No. So I think she's digging for info. Yeah. So now, back in the cell, Dargo's been taken to be cleansed. Mm -hmm. And Crichton's like, oh crap, I'm next. <laughs> so he asks Chiana to explain what all this is about. She's like, I really don't know. I like that John's like, okay, he gets in close, like, okay. I get it. We all have secrets. You can have yours. Up until the point they suck my brains out through my ear. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now is not the time to keep secrets from us. We need to know why they want you so badly. And so we get a flashback. And, of course, it is her and Neri. If you remember, Neri was mentioned in ta uh, Taking the Stone way back in Season 1 when Chiana found out that he was dead. And so we find out that both... She and Neri wanted to escape Nabari Prime when they were very young, but uh, they were actually given exit permits by the government. Yeah, health checkup, exit permits, go that way. Basically a brochure with nice places to go to. Yeah, they, they didn't exactly run away from home. They were, you know, let go. And at the time, they didn't think much of it. And they just no, ran. Well, they were like, oh, okay, that... this is weird and easy, but fine. I mean, they're just kids, you know, they don't, don't think twice about it. And two cycles later... Neri finds out why. And we actually get a scene of uh, Neri and Chiana like huddled together in a little... Somewhere on like an alien city, because we see mm -hmm. out the through the wall there's a, you know, skyscrapers and spaceships flying, flying around. Yeah, but they're in like a... Like, just like a run-down building. Yeah. And Chiana's on the floor, and she's in pain, and what they're actually doing is they're flushing a contagion from their systems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody high up in, quote, the establishment gave them the antibody for it. Yeah, and Neri has realized that this person who gave them the antibodies, so there's some sort of resistance, and the rest of the authority is looking for them. Yeah, and Neri leaves Chiana to get away alone, because knowing he could identify the traitor who gave them the antibody would put her at risk. Yeah, and also, as he says, it's better for them to split up, because it makes him less conspicuous and easier to hide. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, divides the search. So we realize, or that they've realized that the reason it was so easy for them to get away was because the establishment wanted them to because they had infected them with the contagion. Specifically an STD. <laughs> yeah. 
it's that's how it's transmitted and Chiana says that you know we were young we did plenty of good work for them yeah um, apparently it's it was meant to spread to other species for some unknown reason right now what they're doing with it it's not entirely sure yet no they didn't know why um but yeah it and, was to, to let them go out and go on the run and spread it to as many different places as possible and i like neri's quote in this uh, flashback he's like hey We'll see each other again, I promise. Uh, I thought like, yeah, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. Yeah, I want to say actually a little thing about this is that Neri's mannerisms, the way he moves and acts, is not as exaggerated as Chiana, but it's actually kind of similar. Yeah, there is something about him. It's like the little head bob back and forth, It's, but like I said, it's not as exaggerated, and mm-hmm. it's sort of the way he moves. It's just, It's a little, it's very similar, but uh, slightly different. I actually quite like that that little detail. Yeah, you can tell they're brother and sister. Also, I want to say like this is very much Gigi Esley's episode uh, yeah. as Gianna, and she does a really great job with the very emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Got to give her props for that. So Crichton's like, well, why didn't you tell us this before? Well, didn't matter. I thought Neri was dead. What she says, I like, is like, why didn't you tell us before? If I had told you back then. Heck, you were barely letting me stay on Moya. Yeah, I'll I'll go tell that my spe- my entire species is trying to uh, infect the galaxy. Yeah, no, that'll help me stay on board. Yeah, and they and they're probably looking for me. Yeah, they'll definitely want to take me then. <laughs> and they they probably think that she's still in contact with Neri. Yeah. So that adds up. So then Milak appears again and uh, activates Crichton's collar, mm-hmm. zaps him, and says, "Right, it's uh it's your time to be mind cleansed." Yeah, and we smash cut too. Oh, John in the... Okay. <laughs> I've nicknamed this the ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I thought you'd like that. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> because John is like, he's got like a big metal disc around his neck. And spikes pointing at his neck so he can't move. And a device uh, around his face and his like... Skin pulled back around his eyes, and his eyes like wide, wide open. And not, no, not just wide open. It's actually farther than that. It's yeah. Like you can see the entire edges of the eyes, just how it's sitting there in the sockets. <laughs> I have in my notes. Ah. Second sentence. Ah. Yeah. This is. Mm, this is not good. So he's sitting in there, and they're like, "Right, we're gonna mind cleanse you," and actually. Dargo is off to the side and he's he's crying. I'm so sorry, John. All the things I did and the thoughts I had about you is like oh, oh it's actually it shouldn't be as funny as it is, but Anthony Simcoe does kind he of put a that so well. He does. He kind of puts a little bit of humor into it. Because mm-hmm. when they're like, Okay, Dargo, you can go, he's like, Okay, you're gonna die. <laughs> Because he's, like, all his horrible things he did, and he's yeah. so emotional about it. Which, again, it's our experience emotions, stronger than other people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, John is in the ice cream cone, and he's looking out, and he's like, okay, here's how they do the mind cleanse. So, remember when Chiana said we're going to rip their eyes out? <laughs> yep. They get a little claw onto each eyeball, and drag them out of his head... On, like, they look like they come out on stalks or the optic nerve. Yeah, on the knee optic nerve. Just a quick note. Eyeballs do not work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I had that written as well. That's because 
that would imply that there's a whole bunch of nerve stock that's just yeah. spare, so you have a bit of wiggling room for no, that. If no. you if you if you try that, the eyeball comes out and you, <laughs> you cannot put it back up. in again. <laughs> but science fiction, I'll uh, allow it. Yeah, it's fine because it works well. <laughs> it's a really gross-looking effect, though. It's like, ha, huh, yeah. yeah. And what they actually do is they put a little chip in the optic nerve and put the eyes back in his head. And it's like, wow, that's involved. I'd like to refer back to my note earlier. Uh, (laughs) Apparently that scene, um, Ben Browder does not have fond memories of it because putting him in there was really uncomfortable and it was like really tight on his neck. And so whenever he watches it, he's like, oh yeah, that's when I'm about to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. So yeah, that was clearly not fun to film, but it does... you know, it does what it's supposed to do. Also, remember the title of the episode is A Clockwork Nibari, referencing A Clockwork Orange, which has the similar things of, you know, mind cleansing, becoming more docile, and there is the famous scene where the main character's eyes are held open while drops uh-huh. are put in them. You know, it's very clearly referencing that. But instead, but they actually drag this fucking eyeball out. Farscape, it needs to up the game. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I was just like, oh. Ah, that's weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, while this is going on, Vala has sent for Chiana, and they're in the mess hall. Come have some food. And, uh... Rigel offers his food to her, and like, who is this, and what have you done with Rigel? <laughs> it's like, oh, please, have mine. And, but, uh, of course, Vala wants to know where Neri is, and Chiana says, he's died a quarter of a cycle ago. You know, we, we had a whole episode about it. Don't you watch yeah, the I, show? I, Come on. <laughs> he's dead. You can't get to him anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of laughing in her face about it. But then Vala whips out, there's a hologram. And it's mm-hmm. a hologram of Neri being identified as the leader of an assault on an Abari convoy less than 10 solar days ago. He's alive. Dun, dun, dun. What a twist. <laughs> and Jenna takes this like open mouth like, what? Well, yeah, because they had their life discs or that stopped working. I mean, clearly we can infer that Neri took his out and deactivated it so that Chiana would think he was dead, so that, you know, if this did happen, she would say, you know, he's dead and throw them off the trail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But clearly, that, I mean, that obviously hasn't worked. Then we do actually get some more info on the contagion that mm-hmm. uh, was put into uh, Neri and Chiana. Milak says the establishment has sent out many messengers for over 20 cycles and it spreads quickly shows no outward symptoms waits for a specific time that was ordained by the establishment how they do this i don't know Eh. and they reckon it will have infected enough people in civilizations to throw the worlds into chaos so that when the emissaries from nabari turn up there won't be any resistance emissaries between that's what they call them yeah the invading force in other words and listening to this i'm like of course, a serene society that clen- has been cleansed of all aggressive thoughts. That's a very aggressive thought. <laughs> it's a humongously aggressive thought. I mean, the, the Bari are not nice people, we are Ooh. learning. Certainly not the establishment. Like, they're involved in some horrible, horrible things. And uh, Vala actually threatens to use Chiana to get to Neri if she doesn't reveal his location. It's yeah, like, yeah. Chiana's like, I don't know. No. Of course, Vala doesn't believe her. So. Yeah, of Meh. course not. She's like, of course you would say that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so uh, we cut back to Crichton post-cleansing, walking along like a little bit woozy, and he sees a flash of Scorpius, or should I say 
Harvey. Harvey. He says, fight it, John. Fight it. Don't give in. It looks like Harvey may actually allow him to fight off the cleansing. Yeah, like, uh, so he's, he's at Pilot, and Pilot's like, if you've come here to tell me how great and amazing the Mavari are and what they've done to you, Freloff, I have no interest in it. Yeah, actually, he says, like, I don't know if he says, like, those exact words, but, like... It's the what, gist of it. But once Crichton's like, no, man, I'm fine. I am John Crichton, master of the universe. Hey! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I like that John's, you know, he survived the cleansing, but he's gone a little bit loopy. <laughs> Especially it's like, no man, old Mama Crichton's boy is uncleansable. Woohoo! <laughs> and he like jumps up on the console behind Pilot and you know saying, Okay, what can we do? And he says, Well I can't stop us because of this and this is the an actual line from Pilot, it says because of this frilling collar, which I think I think that's the first time we've heard Pilot swear. But I wouldn't be surprised, because Pilot <laughs> is really Especially as John walks up, he is clearly pissed off. Yeah, I just thought, I was like, wait, is that the first time? I don't remember a pilot swearing before that. <laughs> Interesting note, because John's like, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's it's almost like the mind cleansing stuff was just absorbed or something. And like, oh, that's what the chip doing. It's like, <laughs> yep. And remember, Crichton doesn't remember that he's got a chip in his head because, nope. yeah, Harvey wiped that memory from him. I like how he says, yeah, I had some sort of. Flash. Even at this point, he doesn't remember that Scorpius was in Sad Flash. Mm. So they're trying to figure out what they can do, but uh, Pilot can't alter course because Aaron keeps coming in to check on him, and so they're going to have to think of something else. So Valo is still talking to Chiana, and Crichton enters. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy! And now he's like, "Okay, I got to play the part of someone who's been mind cleansed." Okay, he... okay, I need to be mellow. Hey, dudes, how's it going? That's not I'm an. Like... Ex- that's not an exaggeration, by the way. No, 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 no. That's exactly what he's... That's exactly the tone he's using. Like, hello, dude. I'm looking for, like, a nexus fluence imbalances. It's, like, totally ruined. I have to, like, fix it. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Everything's like, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and follows like, is that dangerous for the ship? Like, duh. <laughs> totally, gal. It's like could be really dangerous. And he's like, okay, thank you for your assistance. Please carry on. Okay. <laughs> for the greater good, man. He walks up to Gianna's like, hey, Jenna, I'm not mind cleanse. And she's like, I don't believe you. And, and he's just like, come on, work with... You know what? Slaps her full in the face. It's like, whoa, John. I like, I know what you're doing. Like, prove you still have violent urges or whatever. But damn. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, it works. Uh, she's like, oh, right, you're not mind cleansed. Also, he's like, ow. yeah, my thoughts are as dirty as ever. Yeah, John. Creepy well, fucker. <laughs> standing over her shoulder, uh, probably a bit too close. A little saying bit that, too close. It's to like, be fair, Chiana doesn't mind about that. No, you know, I guess she, I, okay yeah, that. that's true. It's just like, all right, well, okay, you've proved your point, John. You've yep. proved your point. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm fine. So, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not mind cleansed. we got to get a plan to get uh, out of here. And... What Chiana actually says is that uh, because the mind cleansing is drug based, it will be metabolized eventually. Yeah, that's the only. They can't get Aaron or Dargo on their side. It needs to be metabolized. At yeah. which point, John has another flash, which is inconsequential. And then Chiana's like, Rigel. Yeah. Rigel has a fast metabolism. He should be not mind cleansed anymore. They don't say that yet, which well, I like. Because I was like, wait, what are you talking about? You want to get Rigel so he, you can quickly get those things off and he metabolizes. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks into the kitchen where Rachel is. Like, oh, actually, I just, before before that, I want to. There's a little bit when John is like leaving the cell, like he like like goes out and he's still he's actually kind of like flopping around a bit. Yeah. And, like he like waves his hand and the door closes and like he throws his arms up and leaves and goes. Which I don't know why he's enjoying himself way too much. Yeah. So yeah. So then he goes to find Rigel, who he finds in the kitchen. Duh. And he just goes up and is like, "Hey, dude! Oh, you're eating. That's a good idea, man." Yeah. It's like, how are you doing? It's like, fairly well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> because Rigel almost gets up to leave. He's like, "No, stay, man. You have like five stomachs, right? You have a big metabolism." Yeah. You should be clean by now, man. It's and Raju like... tries to leave again. John just slams his head against the table. <laughs> it's like, listen, Sparky, I know you're you're clean. You're not going anywhere. Help. Please don't tell me. I don't want, want those eyeballs. My eyeballs uh, sucked out again. So John quickly closes the door like, calm down, Sparky. It's me. <laughs> so they both know, you know, neither of them are affected anymore. And he says, okay, we have to do something. But Rigel doesn't want to help. He's hmm. like, I, I don't want to make the Nabari any angrier. And They're not after me. Not after me, yeah. I'm going to play I'm gonna play it safe. And he says, oh, so you're just going to do their work for them. And there's a fantastic line from Rigel, which is, I'm nobody's puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it twice and hadn't even realized that joke. But he's puppet. I mean, come on. Because he is. He's a puppet. <laughs> He's a puppet. There's someone's hand up his ass. <laughs> uh, all right. So, but of course, Rigel is only looking out for himself, and he's like, "Yeah, it's in my best interest to play it safe." And yeah, and so Milak comes in. It's like, "What's going on here? What do you need <laughs> Rigel's help with?" And John's like, uh, "To repair the ships, man, uh, or something, right, Rigel?" And Rigel's like, "No, no, he's actually <laughs> he needs help." He, the cleansing doesn't seem to work on him. And John just punches him out. <laughs> Which, bang. It's like John really didn't think that through because that proves Rigel's point. <laughs> I think John was at that point, okay, if you're ratting me out, you're getting knocked out. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Oh, no, I think he was like, he hits, he's like, shut up, Sparky. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. But not to worry because actually, in a further twist... Ooh. Actually, well, Milik takes Crichton to Chiana's cell mm -hmm. and he asks, you know, are there any communication devices? And he says, no. And Chiana's like, no, you know that she's aggressive. And while she's doing that, Milik just turns his gun around and gives it to John. And John takes it, which I, I love that simple gesture. He doesn't have to say anything. He just turns his gun around, hands it over to John. John takes it. And Chiana's like, wait, what the hell's going on here? And he says, we don't have much time. So... Hey, wait a minute. Is Milik on our side in this? I guess he's part of the resistance. Yeah. So he has a little chip which he brings out and uh, shows to Chiana and says, this is only going to activate if it comes into contact with your DNA. So he puts it like in her mouth and like then puts it down on the table. Mm -hmm. And up pops a hologram of Neri delivering a message to Chiana. Hi, sis. I yeah. told you we'd be seeing each other again. Well, you're seeing me. <laughs> and he's basically talking about how his work is important then laughing about huh me doing work yeah and the person delivering this message is one of my people under orders not to take you to me yeah it's too Treat dangerous well, they're an ally but they're on the strict orders to keep you away 
Yeah. I, I just wanted to let you know that I'm alive and well. I like how he says, you're probably safer where you are now while she's hanging up in <laughs> chains in Moya. Yeah, how did that... Just being chased by a, a Peacekeeper command carrier. Uh, yeah, that didn't probably exactly... not that much safer. Didn't work out that well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he just wanted to let her know that he's alive, but don't look for yeah. him. And, and then the thing that always happens with these recordings, something happens in the background, it's like, Huh, they're coming. Uh, I'll, I'll be right there. And it's like finishes his message. Yeah. Also, I like there's a shot. Of course, we see like a close up on the hologram, but we also see a yeah. shot pointing up, like uh, like on the level of the table, looking up at Chiana. You can see the hologram from the back in in the foreground, and mm -hmm. Chiana looking down on it, and she's crying, of course. And it's yeah, and I, 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 like, I like that shot a lot. That that's yeah. right after he says, "You're probably safe." <laughs> I do. I just. I do like that shot quite a lot because you get that perspective of looking down. Yeah. Uh, with Gianna. It's, it's it's very nicely done. And then once the message is over, Milak says, "Chiana's the only thing Neri cares about more than the resistance." Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, message delivered. I'm not taking you uh, uh, to him, like I said, like he said. Sure. I'm going to leave now. This is your problem because I have important information. I'm not going to help you. Yeah, and of course, Chiana's like, take me to Neri. Like, take me to him. And, yeah. you know, he won't. It's like, did you listen? Of course she did. Just said it. I mean, like, I was listening to that message. You're like, well, she's, he says not to look for him. But of course Chiana's going to want uh, to. Of course. Of course she is. Yeah, but he says, like, I'm not going to help you guys because I have important information. Yeah. I've you're done, on your own. I've done my mission. I've delivered the message. If I help you, I might jeopardize my position and everyone else relying on me. So And everyone whole, else in a similar position. Yeah, the whole operation will be bust, you know. But Chiana's like, well, if you don't help us, I'll tell Vala about you. And Milik's like, no, you won't, because if you do, then that'll point them towards Neru. And it'll point them towards John not being mind-cleansed. Yeah, exactly. It'll... Well, that won't, that'll also, you know, bust everything wide open. Yeah. So, you got to come up with a different plan. Because I, I also love this, because there's at some point, there's a shot of Milak and Chiana face-to-face, -face, not yeah. that far from each other. And then, as Milak steps away, the camera shifts a bit, and John comes up from behind Chiana, taking over the conversation with her. It's just, it's mm. it's visually very interesting. I just like that shot. Yeah, it, you know, it's like okay, now John is replacing him in that in that situation. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, pans across, and it's like the atten the attention shifts, and yeah. yeah, and it's like this person isn't going to help you. John shifts in, but this person is. Yeah. So in order to help, we got to come up with a plan. So John goes to see Pilot again. Yeah. What he's come up with is, you know, says to Pilot, "Can we fake?" A return of the peacekeepers can we make them think that the peacekeepers have come back mm -hmm. to convince Vala to let them starburst so that you know they can just jump randomly and be in the middle of nowhere and, and then jump away so they have some distance yeah and pilots like oh yeah i have some vid images in moya's uh, memory banks of uh run-ins yeah so this could work this could actually work if i you know make it appear on the main portal the view yeah. screen you know. Yeah, and then they're, and I love how they're at some point talking in sync as they both realize how this plan is going to work. And yeah, Pilot gets a little smile on his face. He's like, ah, oh, this could work. But there's a problem, because of course there is. Uh, the DRD functions have been disabled. 
and it's not something that pilot can do from here. So they're going to have to get into the uh, neural cluster and actually set this up. They've got to re rewire it manually, yeah. Yeah. Crane can't do it by himself. It's certainly mm -hmm. can't do it in time. <laughs> he needs, a, needs a, uh, another set of hands. Unfortunately, the only other set of hands available are Rigel's. <sighs> so he's got to so... go... Got to go look for him. <laughs> and... In a way that I love, because he walks into a, a storage room with the hockey stick over his shoulder, that stick yeah. that we've seen him use before, and it's like, Hey, Rigel, I got a stick for you, boy. <laughs> Where are you? And he walks around, and you see something. <laughs> and then a, a box <laughs> shake. <laughs> like, oh, eeny, meeny. Miney shoves that box from the top flank. Mo slams to the ground, opens it. Oh, hello. How's it going? <laughs> and Crichton is like, right, you're going to help me. And I actually, I like that he says, like, I'm sick of you selling us out at every opportunity that you get. And you Rigel, miserable excuse of a life. Yeah. And Rigel's like, not every opportunity. It's <laughs> like, like but wait, I was just going to stay here until you were properly cleansed again. <laughs> oh, you're not cleansed. <laughs> so, yeah, he convinces Rigel to help him. Also, I love at some point because he says you're not as he holds him up because what Rigel was planning to do was just stay on board because John thought he's going to take the first transport out. No, he's going to stay on board, pretend he's mellow. And it's like, what, you're going to get mind cleansed? No, no, no. If you conform, you don't have to get mind cleansed. So just conform and get in on the action that way. It's like, forget self-preservation. You're the king of self-preservation. <laughs> and then Rigel comes up, not king, Dominar. <laughs> but God, yeah, again, like he's only looking out for himself. I mean, again, why do we keep him around? I was going to say, he's going out of the first airlock. <laughs> why, do we, why do we keep him around? He's the I'm only seriously... person who I... Do not understand why they haven't spaced him yet. <laughs> I mean, from our point of view, he is entertaining, but mm. it's getting a little bit ridiculous. It's like, why I mean, have we not got rid okay. of this Maybe they haven't guy. killed him because they're like, we're not going to kill anyone. Just leave him at the next planet. Let him sort out his own life. It's just every time there's something comes up where he comes in handy, where it's, I don't know, bartering or whatever, but... <sighs> yeah, that's fair. He's the diplomat of the group. Yeah. And they desperately need one. <laughs> But yeah, P Rigel is reluctantly going to help Crichton. At that point, Aaron comes in. He's like, what's going on here? And John's like, oh, uh, Rigel's just going to help me with the uh, Nexus fluids, man. I thought Dargo was working with that. No, no, he's not feeling well. Like, you know, he's like under the weather. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. C uh, come on. And he puts him on his neck, piggybacks. <laughs> We're going to work on this, man. And it's like he walks out and just accidentally, between heavy air quotes, goes <laughs> below the low end of the door and just bang, slams Rigel's head in the, in the doorpost. Like, oh, sorry, man. You okay up there? <laughs> oh, I love that. That was just great. And every, I'm assuming that accident happened every door from here to the uh, <laughs> neural cluster. Like, womp, womp. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Like, I, I just don't know my own way. So Crank goes to see uh, Chiana to tell her the plan, and so mm -hmm. you've got a part to play in this as well. Uh, you've got to get Vala and uh, Milak up to command. We've yeah. got to get Vala up to command so they can see the show they're putting on for yeah, her. Yeah, and just, like, give me half an arm. Chiana's like, how am I going to do that? You're a clever girl. You'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll think of something. 
And so, yeah, then Crichton goes off to uh, get started on the rewiring. Meanwhile, Aaron is walking through the corridors and uh, bumps into Dargo. He mm-hmm. says, oh, are you feeling better, Dargo? He says, I've never felt better before. It's like, oh, Crichton said you weren't feeling well. It's like, I feel fine. Oh. Uh, hmm. Looks like the jig might be up. Uh-oh. Yeah, so Crichton and Rigel are in their Nexus chamber right now, working on the wiring, and they're sort of getting it all ready. Rigel touches two wires together, and they make a big spark. Sounds like, hey, careful! Don't kill us! It's just, just hand me the thing, and it's like, yeah. Rigel is just being a little shit, really. <laughs> and Pilot is over the comms like, uh, you need to hurry because Chiana's on command with them and I have nothing to show them. <laughs> John's like, I told them to give me half an hour. Half an hour has passed, John. Yeah, it's been half an hour. You've got to hurry up. He's like, uh, well, figure something out. Stall them. <laughs> give me some. We need more time. And uh, so what actually Chiana has done, she said to Vala that she's ready to cooperate yeah. without the need for cleansing. They're up on the command looking through uh, maps. It's like, I'll tell you when there he is. I'll lead you to him. But we, uh, oh, the, this is, basically they're looking through a bunch of maps and it's like, oh, this isn't the right one. Oh, keep stalling mm. for time. You know? Yeah. And so Aaron and Dargo have actually found Crichton and Rigel. They say, what, what are you doing? Like, we're repairing the Nexus conduits, man. And Dargo's like, I've already done that, John. It's like, yeah, but something went wrong. We're just going to do it again. And Aaron is like, well, hang on. You lied to us about Dargo being cleansed. So if you lied, that means you're not cleansed. Like, you're totally wrong about that. Like, it's totally not the case. And uh, and at this point, Dargo grabs Rigel by the scruff of his clothing and... Aaron's like, uh, we don't like to do this. Dargo uses his tongue. John dodges it. <laughs> Nicely done. As he does that, the Aaron goes into a combat pose. It's like, John has the same thought as me. He's like, wait a second. You're pacified. You're not supposed to be allowed to do this. It's like, well, it pains us to do this, but if we have to, to bring you in or something. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> John, like, takes his foot off the ground because they're in the, like, there's a little raised bit with the, I guess what you would call the access tunnel or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that he's been working on, and and they've they've said to Rigel, "Hey, drop those things you're holding." And it's like Rigel's first, like, "Are you mad? No, I'm not doing that." And then John's like, "No, no, let's not be rude. Let's cooperate." And he lifts visibly lifts up his leg so Rigel can see it. And it's yeah. Like, Rigel clues in. He's like, "Oh." Yes, of course. We will cooperate. And he drops the wires onto the ground. Yep. Electrocuting uh, Dargo and Aaron, and they both collapse. And they're dead. Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Then why was John so scared? Well, he doesn't want. He's going to get knocked out. That's fair. If he puts his foot on the ground, that's no good. (laughs) He's still got to finish the wiring. Because because earlier he said, like, be careful, Rigel, you're going to kill us with those things. Like, (laughs) wow, wow. Whatever. He was exaggerating. Of course. But, uh, so he does that. And, uh, sorry, I, I love this because they're like. As his face to black. Yeah, Crichton's like, bitchin'. And, it, yeah. You can hear Rigel <laughs> just after that. It's like, bitchin'. Bitchin'. <laughs> I was like, okay. That was great. I love that. It's a little. There's, there's a bunch of little details in this episode that I like. Yeah. Like, 
like things like that and uh john's wacky antics and uh i think pilot actually swearing for the first time <laughs> dargo weeping all that little stuff <laughs> very good so uh they've they managed the ice to ice cream cone ice cream cone yeah <laughs> so yeah they managed to connect up all the bits that they need to so pilot can put on a show yeah and so they john walks in to commands like hey Fala, I got like something to uh important to tell you. Oh. What's going on here? Is she okay? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was like the peacekeepers are back and they're shattering us and then pilot is you know it's like we're fight we're detecting a prowler patrol and it's like, oh we can deal with a prowler patrol. Uh, yeah, but there's also the big ship. There's also a command carrier. It's like, well prepared to fight back and Crane's like with what, dude? There's like no weapons. And they We're show it on the screen, like an entire fleet. Yeah, and 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 John's like, uh, enhance closer, and you see just the shot of the cannons, like, uh oh. <laughs> and John's like, our only defense, only way out is to starburst. But pilot can't starburst if you keep that collar on him. You got to take the collar off. Yeah, and he, she knocks Jenna out again with the thing on her head. It's like no. No, no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to keep going. It's like evasive maneuvers. And uh, the pi- the carrier, quote, fires and consoles explode and the ship <laughs> I, shakes. I was like, okay, okay, this is the illusion. And then the, the, the cannon fires and you can see both John and Tiana go like, oh, that looks very convincing. <laughs> and then the bolt hits and just the ship starts shaking. Things explode. I'm like, holy shit, this is an actual attack. <laughs> Why... <laughs> Like, Pilot has gone, like, the extra mile to make it work. Like, clearly you're shaking the ship, overloading I consoles. I wasn't so convinced of that at this point in well, the episode. I was like, holy shit, they actually found them. Well, the first the first time I'm like, okay, I can buy it. Then it keeps happening. And it's like, um, more, um, full barrage, more firing. Oh, no, we're being hit. Ah, left and right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we need to start burst. Take a face of actions. We're close to the rendezvous point. It's like, that's still a harder way. Yeah, we're not going to make it. And But Vala is refusing to let Pilot starburst. Yeah. And then they have a message of Krace appears on the screen. Yeah, it's a bit staticky, but after being hit a few times, that makes sense. Yeah, and he sort of says in garbled words, it's like, you will be destroyed if you continue. <laughs> yeah, d- we have detected a Nabari vessel that we were supposed to find uh, and we were chasing but um, yeah hand it over. It sounds way more convincing than I did by the way. <laughs> I was finding the words. But Vala's still not going to starburst because she says we're going to try and go through and if the peacekeepers get Chiana they might actually aid the resistance. Yeah, if they if they find out what the hell the uh, Nabari are doing, I could imagine the peacekeepers being like uh, wait, what? So so uh, Vala actually takes a weapon and turns it on Chiana, tries yeah. to kill her. And Pilot does another maneuver, which throws everyone around. Yeah, good move on him. Yeah, good call. Milak is like, no, don't kill Chiana. Yeah, to John it. goes to Milak's like, give me your gun. He's like, no, you're oh. going to have to choose between these two women. Yourself, yeah. It's like, no, I'm not going to compromise my position. And so Crichton jumps on Vala, but she turns around, you know. Like, after there's been a whole bunch of shaking and explosions. Yeah, it's, it's chaos. Yeah, and they pull weapons on each other, and, like, so Crichton jumps on her, holds it down, and it's like, okay, this attack, it's fake, it's a ruse. Pilot, stop the broadcast. And I like that Pilot goes, 
but commander, we're really under attack. I'm like, see, see, I was right. And John's like, no, stop it. And then it does disappear. And then, yeah, the view, the view screen like goes back to normal. They stop shaking. Things stop exploding. <laughs> I like that e pilot even convinced me of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that little bit, just in case, uh, you know, Crichton is... Yeah, he doesn't give in immediately. He's like, oh, no, no but we're really being attacked. <laughs> and, yeah, pilot stops the broadcast. Uh, Chiana attacks Vala, and, but she's fighting back. Mm -hmm. And Milak makes a choice, and he, he shoots uh, Vala. Yeah, three times. And he's like, you've betrayed the traditions of our people. Yeah. Because at this point, Vala is incredibly aggressive. By oh, the yeah. Way. She's, she's, like, snapped. Especially at some point, John says when she's about to kill Chianna. like, wait, whoa, that's, like, totally against all the Nabori stand for? <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, every, everything is forgiven if it's for the greater good. I'm like, the, okay, she's snapped. There we go. The greater good. <laughs> Yeah, she does actually keep going on about the greater good and, you know, and kind of very much an ends justify the means type of person. Yeah, I didn't know she was the cow. <laughs> Whoa! That, that's deep, a neat one. Deep cuts. <laughs> All you 40k, like the three 40k fans who listen to this podcast <laughs> just got very excited. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so, but Vala has been shot and killed now by uh, Milak. And so we, everyone can return to business as usual, and they've managed to, yeah, get them off the, get I, out of hot water. I like once that all has all happened that uh, you see the image we saw before, only Chris's face replaced with Pilot. Pilot's like, did that work well? I think that worked well. <laughs> yeah, like, again, he's got Pilot a little... doesn't mean crazy imitation. And he's got a, a nice, he's got, again, he's got a smile on his face, yeah. and he's like, yeah, I think that worked pretty well. Yeah. Pilot does a very impressive crazy imitation. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder why that is. Mm, yeah, funny that. So, uh, yeah, now... Same actor. Yeah. <laughs> we might have forgotten that. That's true, actually, yeah. we should. I mean, it's easy to forget because they sound nothing alike. Yeah. Um, anyway, so now everyone is going back to normal, but Rigel has put Dargo, Aaron, and Zan in a cell because, you uh, know... Hey, Zan! She was in the hey, episode? Yeah, now Zan's back in the final one of the final scenes yeah and didn't have anything to do but yeah they're you know waiting for the mind cleansing to wear off but all three of them are really pissed off and it's like <laughs> so apparently it's done yeah but Rigel's like well you know want to make sure <laughs> and Aaron's like let us out of this frothing thing and Doug's like reaching for the door find my son. Like, well yeah Doug we're going to the location where he, he's at we'll be fine you can all you have to do is wait let the cleansing wear off. It's already off. I say, oh, I wonder, can't be too careful. And even Zan, <laughs> and even Zan is pissed off, and is like, "Come on, Rigel, can't you see that we're actually back to normal?" Yeah. Rigel's just enjoying it. He's just like, ah, "I got you locked up." Ah, uh, so yeah. Anyway, they're yeah, they're they're heading to the slave auctions place anyway. So yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Okay. So then we have a scene of Milak. Milak is actually leaving now because. His plan is to limp over the Nabari border and pretend that the attack of the peacekeepers killed everyone. Yeah, and if he pretty convincing. Yeah, and you know that should allow him to keep his position and uh, aid the resistance. Yeah, uh, but of course, Chiana wants to go with him. You know, take me to Neri. I want to help. But... 
And he's like, uh, no. Then it, I won't be able to keep my cover up. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. And like, he and Crichton are both like, no, that's an awful idea. Like, you'll be recognized that you'll be taken into custody. You know, you'll yeah. be... It's like, don't, don't do it. And I like what John says at this point, because he's like, look. Oh, yeah. I have both, I have two lines written down from this yeah. ending scene. Look. He's alive. Take that. It's more than you had yesterday. Yes, that's a great line. And and, and then she's like, I, but I want to go with them. And second great line, since when do people like us get what they want? Yeah, those are two great lines from John there. Yeah, yeah I had those I, both. I like now. at that point because she and John have been having a conversation and she looks around and sees that the Nabari transport is leaving. Yeah, and it's like... Because John distracted her. Yeah, and that's it, you know, yeah. Take, but yeah, take that, it's more than you had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I, and uh, yeah, Milak leaves. They hug, and they, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah, that was A Clockwork Nabari. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think overall? Uh, it's okay, I, li- I like some of the things. I like silly acting John. I, I always like silly acting John. <laughs> I actually, I actually quite enjoyed the episode. I would, I would say I was, I was a fan of it. Um, I'm trying to think of like what I could, what I would prefer. I mean, obviously, we would like Zan to have more of a role. Yeah. Um, that's a given because you know she hasn't had much to do recently. Mm-hmm. Just trying to think of anything else. I mean, Aaron and Dargo also didn't have a whole lot to do, but I mean, they had more than Zan. Yeah, they had at least some screen time. I mean, you don't have to. You don't necessarily have to give equal screen time to everybody. No, no because at some, uh, Chiana is usually more in the background, and this was her episode. She was more in the foreground. Yeah, it's just but a shame it's just, that it's it, always Zan. It keeps happening to Zan, and it, yeah. that's that's a that's a problem. I mean, in a vacuum from the rest of the season, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily make negatively affect this episode. No, it's just continuing true. a trend that I would yeah. like to see them fix. I like uh, Pilot in this episode. Too. Yes, Pilot is great in this episode. Rachel's uh, always. Yeah, yeah. And just, I love love it when John gets a little bit uh, loopy, a little bit wacky. Yeah, and, and as you said, Gigi Ashley. Yeah, the, really does the emotional stuff. And mm-hmm. we know that Chiana can be a bit over the top sometimes. Yeah. But uh, actually she reigns it in enough that it is uh, effective and not ridiculous. Without you know? losing that over impulsiveness that Chiana has. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, she's screaming at them when she's chained up and crying and just really well done. And she really gets a chance to shine. And I can't, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm trying to think any other like majorly Chiana focused episodes, I guess, uh, taking the stone, but this is definitely way better than that. Oh yeah. Where would you rate this episode? I'm interested uh, to see. I'm going three out of five. Hmm. I'm like, good, I, decent. There's nothing that, amazed me i don't know i would probably put it one higher i would actually say four because i was i i was really buying into all the uh emotional stuff with uh chiana and neri mm-hmm. and just all the like i said the only the only things i would have wanted more of was zan um but then i mean um zan was mind cleansed so i guess he would have been yeah no that's true it's just there's nothing like I said, it's a good episode. It did a lot of things well. It's just there's nothing I can think of that really jumped out at me. Really stands out. Episode. Yeah, I can. I can. Aside understand. from the ice cream cone, <laughs> I can understand that. But I, I think 
I mean, mm, the way I try to approach it is like, what I try and do is I try and take marks away. I'm like, what? Okay. I'm, I'm, in my case, they need to. They start at a three. They can they can drop lower if they're doing badly, and they can rise higher if they're doing well. well for me, it's, it's just okay. Well, for me, it comes down to it's like, okay, I did enjoy this episode. Like, how much did I enjoy? I enjoyed it quite a, quite a lot. You know, what is going to stop me from rating it highly? You know, what did okay. yeah. what didn't I like about it? And if you know, if there's not a huge number of things, then I feel comfortable rating it at about a probably about a four but i I, I would say that it is not it's not one of those ones that you know is almost a five it's like just yeah. up there yeah. um I look uh, behind the scenes on how we do our ratings apparently yeah like it's just like how my, my thought process and yeah honestly and a slightly different one honestly i think i know we do the ratings because it's nice to have that like ballot have that uh, comparison between episodes but mm-hmm. i mean ultimately they don't matter hugely no. like because let's be honest my my personal mood that week also affects yeah exactly, exactly. I, have, I have no illusions that i'm being objective in any way <laughs> i mean a review should be 100 percent objective and have no subjective <laughs> opinion in them at all but <laughs> fucking get me started anyway next week yeah so but i will say like obviously the way more important thing is the you know hour or so before all of that like yeah. that's the important stuff so a little, very little touch. So you know how Chiana has a, kind of a, an American accent? Yeah. Uh, despite being played by Gigi Ashley, who's Australian. Mm-hmm. Vala has a slightly Australian accent, sort of neutral. But uh, Simon Bossel, who played uh, Milak, ha- uses an American accent to indicate that he's not brainwashed. Ooh. Same as Chiana. Yeah, it's very, very subtle. That's nice. Also, uh, according to Claudia Black, the uh, ADR engineer, uh, when they were doing dialogue replacement, said, questioned if she had actually been on drugs to give such a convincing performance as a spaced out version of Aaron. (laughs) I guess that's a compliment. Yeah, and uh, Gigi actually also said that uh, this was filmed just before they broke for Easter. And mm-hmm. everyone was like really eager to get away because it was a big, because they finished on her big emotional scene at the end of the episode. And they're like, oh, all right, let's, uh, we need to take a break after that. Yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> That's nice. Also, story wise, I'm going to be interested if this whole disease thing is coming back because it's a pretty aggressive push. <sighs> Possibly. I don't know. That's the thing. It's like they said, like, it will uh, happen. The the date will arrive, but we have mm-hmm. no idea. That could be yep. like five years, twenty years. Who knows? It could, it could be a season or so will go away. If anything, if it if it comes up again, like yeah. I mean, it took us ages to get from like talking t- taking the stone to this episode. There's a possibility it does or it doesn't. I don't know. We, we've seen things disappear before, Stark. <laughs> Without he, any mention, he came back. Yeah, he came back eventually. He might come back again. He, 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 he he's said, dead. He's dead. Is he though? He said he could he could reform himself. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe, we'll maybe. maybe. We'll <laughs> anyway, anyway, what do we have next week? What do we have next week? Okay, we spoil that. Well, I will tell you that, like I said, this was the last entirely standalone episode because next week we start another three parter, which which leads into the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a two parter with the start of season three. Yes, exactly. So the three-parter that we start next week is called Liars, Guns, and Money. We like is, it already. Yeah. Part one, a, a not-so-simple plan. Love it even more. 
and I can give you a brief summary. Uh, there's a couple of spoilery things that I won't mention, but uh, okay. So the crew come up with a plan to save Dargo's son and make them that. all rich in the process <laughs> by through armed robbery. I am on board. Is it next week already? <laughs> but uh, they don't realize who they're stealing from. That that's always the case, right? That's that's what the fun when the fun starts when you yes. realize who you're stealing from. And we will find out who that is next week. And on the Fast Get Rewatch, and like we said, that'll be that's part one of three of a three part. We're, like this is it. This is we're the ramping up to the finale. Yes, home stretch. Good word for it uh, of season two. And I have it on reasonable authority that this that like I think like the second half of season two has had more. It's got gradually yeah, like more it's gotten better. Yeah, but I think things are going to ramp up even more. So nice. Yeah, I will say this like for this last portion this last trilogy they negotiated for a budget increase oh so yeah get hype yes <laughs> all okay. right we'll see you next week for that yeah look forward to that and uh yeah we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you next time as i said in the meantime you can find us on the web at twitter at can't wear hats and at Vidalkin and tree Yep. And on cartwellhats.co.uk and patreon.com forward slash cartwellhats, which supports this podcast and all the other projects that I do. And so until next time, have a good week and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, man, I think, you know, I think we're being too negative about all those episodes. I think you're right, man. Just like focus on the positive, man. Yeah, like every episode is like their value, mm-hmm. and I guess that yeah, let's still give him a five, man. Yeah, fives for everyone. Yeah, except for Jeremiah Crichton. Like fuck that episode. Yeah, man.